Communion Church podcast. This is Drew. Um, here today, we get to learn a little bit about what it looks like to get connected here at Hope. Uh, there's a lot of people here, and uh, and even though there's many people around you, often on a Sunday, it can feel like you're not connected. And so we have Brooke here with us. Brooke, thanks for coming. And we have Natty here also. Not sure why, but Natty has also just happened to be here while we're talking to Brooke. <laughs> Uh, Brooke, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit? You're, uh, just give us a little intro, how yeah. long you've been at Hope, Yeah. maybe where you're from, anything you think would be sure. fun to hear. Yeah, so my name is Brooke Noble. I moved to Minnesota about a year and a half ago. I started coming to Hope about that time, too. Um, I'm a nurse. I work at Lakeview Hospital in labor and delivery. I love it there, and I live in Roseville. Nice. Mm-hmm. And where are you from, like, originally, originally? Yeah, um, Springfield, Missouri is kind of my hometown. Yeah. So kind of lived all over the Midwest, but I claim it because <laughs> I live the longest there. Nice. And you moved here for work, or what brought you here? Yeah, so two years ago, my dad got a job with 3M um, in St. Paul. And I at the time, I had a year left in nursing school. And after I graduated, I decided to follow my family here and kind of start fresh and uh, find a job and plug in. And it's been fantastic. I'm super thankful to be in the Twin Cities area. And then, how, so how did you first, how did you get connected to Hope? Because there's a lot of churches in the Twin Cities. Yeah, so I did do some visiting around. Um, the church that I was a part of in Springfield had a close community, and that was definitely something I was looking for moving to the Twin Cities area as well. Um, and I visited a couple churches and was looking. Um, for and actually, my dad recommended this church. They go to Bethlehem, and Steve Treichler mm-hmm. had preached at uh, Bethlehem, and came here, loved it. I was able to meet a couple people right within just minutes of getting here, and um, they kind of got me involved in the church, involved in some groups. I was playing volleyball with people um, that same week from Hope Community, and That's it cool. just kind of yeah took off from there, and was definitely what I was looking for um, as far as the community and the gospel-centered teaching. That's cool. How intimidating is that? Can I just ask yeah. you a question? So you go to this new church, right? And within mm-hmm. a week, people, you're, you're going to volleyball, but it's kind of intimidating, right? So yeah. strangers ask you to hang out. Yeah. That's, yep. that's in our culture. That's weird. Yes. Right. Uh, we don't even ask people out on dates anymore without an app. Right. So how do you how did how did you take that when people were like, hey, do stuff with us? Yeah, a lot of it was just kind of putting myself out there. And, you know, that's what people tell me. That's kind of weird. Why are you doing this? You don't even know us. <laughs> but um, I love community and passionate about it. I would also say that I know what it feels like to be on the other side of not feeling connected. And yeah. I very much empathize with that. And my heart is to really connect people and um, form community because that's really how we're supposed to live as Christians in the community and body of Christ. So, yeah, yeah. but definitely, I mean, it is intimidating. It's not, it wasn't easy for me at all. A lot of times I had to kind of push myself and, and get out there and it was definitely rewarding though. Did you, do you know how to play volleyball? Um, did they like know you? Cause not only did they invite you to hang out, but to play it, to do like, a sport. Yeah. yeah. If they could lose that if you're not good. Oh, these guys were good. They were taking a chance on me. I've only played very casually in high school, so wow. I can say I can, but I'm not very great at it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So then you felt pretty right away. You felt connected to those people. Yeah. Yeah. That was a like, great starting place to know their names and uh, faces. So. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So what 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 happened after that then? So you hung you played volleyball, mm-hmm. and yep. now you're all best friends. Yeah, yep. So we did that. Kept coming to Hope, um, and of course I heard about small groups within weeks of coming to Hope because that's something that's very much encouraged here, and decided I want to get plugged in. Um, so I filled out the form online and got placed in a small group and. 
um, that was definitely a, a great way to segue into getting to know more people and just doing community with them outside of Sundays um, on a week to week basis. So that consistency was huge. Yeah. And why, what made you pick small groups? Because, I mean, there's people who are at Hope for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and they hear, we talk about it a lot, you should get in a small group. I want to meet people. You should get in a small group. You should get in a small group. Right. What made you, because that's pretty quick. You weren't here very long. Yeah. You? yeah, you know, and I had been a part of a small group in Springfield, Missouri, at the church I was going to. It was an Acts 29 network, so kind of similarly set up. And so I knew how much of a rock that was for me in my community and having a smaller group of um, people to talk with and do life with. So I think that was definitely drove like my intentionality for small groups, just knowing how much it had blessed me in my college years. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. Well, so, you're about to say something. Yeah, I'm just curious about how those first small groups went. So new to town, new group of people, new, new subculture. I mean, mm-hmm. Springfield's got to be a different subculture than Minneapolis, right? Yes, very much so. so. I mean, that can be a like bonus question at the end. What's your favorite yeah. Minnesota-isms? Um, so save that. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, tell me about the first few weeks. What was hard and what was encouraging? How did you feel? Because I think a lot of people are going to hear this and think maybe I should try small group and they're going to mm. hear this. I got so plugged in and I'm so happy here after a year and a half. But talk about kind of the, yeah. the journey through that, the, the good and the bad. Yeah, with small groups specifically. Well, in, yeah, integration into hope, but I think small groups specifically because yeah. a lot of people have common experiences yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the small group I had um, joined at first was a just very new like everybody we were just kind of getting to know each other and because of some scheduling issues with my work I'm a part of a different small group now Um, but it was fantastic because we were all just new to each other a lot of us were new to hope Um, so that was great just to kind of build those relationships and then kind of you know as we study God's word I feel like a lot of times when we come together in community we have um, this is the commonality of the word of God to kind of talk about. And then from there, um, we talk about life, like real life, what's going on <laughs> and how can we cur- encourage one another um, towards the gospel and um, talk about, you know, just having that transparency and accountability is huge. So, yeah, it was definitely a challenge, but I would say um, for myself, just um being consistent with going week to week. I know, you know, everybody's busy. We all have a lot of schedules and conflicts and stuff going on, but just kind of making that commitment, you know, every night I'm going to come. Um, that was huge in, in getting to know one another on a deep, deeper level. We often joke that the hardest part about small group is the hour before. <laughs> when you're yeah. telling yourself all yeah. the lies about why you shouldn't go mm-hmm. right. and all the things you could be doing instead, I think... It's yeah. tricksy. It's it can get tricksy there. Can you yeah. just going back to that first week? Were you nervous to go to small group for the first time? Um, I I was somewhat. Yeah, I would say probably I was more nervous to come to church for the first time because at least I knew it would be a smaller group. I feel like that first time I worked walked into church, it was definitely just like, all right, there's a lot of faces, <laughs> a lot of people I don't know here, and I'm just gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that too was just trying to be outgoing and meet people and. Um, they did that was definitely reciprocated for me. So I'm thankful. Yeah. That's encouraging even here yeah. that people did that. Um, how you said you had to transition to a different small group. Mm-hmm. So how, how was that for you? That seems like that could be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, that was hard to Loved the people I was with and community. They were fantastic. Um, I had at my work schedule changed. So I work night shift and most Thursdays I started working, unfortunately. Um, 
But when I, I had gone to a game night with some friends and sat down with another girl, and she actually happened to be a co-leader of the small group I go to now, and um, just heard about that, she's like, oh, come check out our group. And within a couple of weeks, I, you know, I talked with the previous leaders and um, had switched over, and it was a really, it was a good transition. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out well. Well, that is good. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear. That could be tough. Just because I think things like that, that's a big change in life to switch mm-hmm. to, th- to third shift. And it yeah. could be easier to think, I'm just going to take a break. Mm-hmm. From, I know we've, we felt that like this is, and if nothing else, it's an excuse to take a break mm-hmm. um, rather than like, okay, I got to continue to kind of persevere in this. I know right. it's valuable, but especially to like, you don't have to put the work in to meet new people. You already have people. Right. Not to meet new people can be scary and hard and tiring yeah yes definitely but at the same time I am thankful that like small group creates that insta community because I definitely feel like even though I'm an introvert I I need that community time and so I knew that even moving here and you know trying to battling loneliness and not knowing a lot of people at least I had that Mm -hmm. from week to week to kind of plug in and get to know some people that way yeah what how would you describe a small group to someone I'm curious to hear you. Like if someone said, what do you do at small group? Because everyone kind of has their own way. Yeah, that's a good question. Because you love it. I mean, just hearing you talk, oh, man, I want to do this. Yeah. You sound like this sounds like a great thing. But what it? What is it? Because depending on your background, where you're coming from, that could sound weird for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And part of it probably will be weird, like not natural for you. So curious how you describe that. Yeah, I would just say it's a space to come together as believers and open up the Word of God and to talk about it in community. Um, We have a time for just doing community in life. We talk about highs and lows. We talk about our week. There's things that I look forward to every week being like, oh, I'm going to share that with small group. This was such a great high or that was such a low, low. (laughs) Speeding ticket. Yeah, no kidding. So funny stories, everything in between. Um, And then breaking off into accountability and just having that really good um, time of transparency with one another and encourage each other in the gospel. You know, we find community in our lives through many different means, but small group is really there. I feel like to encourage one another, um, in the gospel of Christ and why are we here? What is our mission? How are we being a witness to the world around us as we go back into our jobs and vocations, you know, lives outside of, um, church. So yeah, you mentioned vocations. I'm curious what your um, as a nurse, how mm-hmm. does your or does your small group, how does that how is that connected or is it a benefit to be in a small group as a nurse? I, I mean, obviously, I probably think, yes, it's a benefit to be. But how, how does a small group benefit you in the many other hours in your week? Because it's only a few hours of your week. Yeah. And, and but you you prioritize it. So. How does that affect the rest of your week? Well, it's definitely, it's concentrated Jesus time. (laughs) It's great time (laughs) with other people (laughs) who are like-minded, you know, because I love my coworkers to death. I have a great um, work atmosphere, but I'm one of the very few Christians um, or might be the only one there. And sometimes it can be hard, you know, when you talk about things in your life and you can't quite relate or understand um, in the same way that another gospel-believing Christian would. And so it's a great place to be able to kind of um, talk about our weeks and our daily lives. And I definitely need that interaction um, as I go back to my work and interacting with all my coworkers and yeah. all that. So Yeah, that's yeah. a part of it that I think I often forget. In the hour before when I'm thinking, oh, I am mm. tired and my kids are kind of wacky and <laughs> like it would be a lot easier to be home and spend those two hours not having to deal with people or Netflixing. whatever. 
Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'd rather right. just zone out, and then that's one of the things I think. Though, man, the rest of my week is different when mm-hmm. I miss that, and I don't have someone encouraging me in things, or even answering. Like throughout the week, I have things I think of. I can't wait to tell them about this, mm-hmm. or, or like I don't know what to do with this. So I'm, I'm excited to ask them and say I don't know what to do with this thing, right? Right. And uh, uh, whether it's a coworker or whatever it is, right? And so it's encouraging to have to see that as like this is actually a huge part of, of the rest of my week. Yeah. And Steve often will say, like our Sunday morning is an appetizer, and the real meal of the week is the rest of your week. And in a small group community, is a huge part of that meal. Like that feeds you in a different way. Yeah, just the and and as great as our sermons are, and as I think as good of a job as our our preachers do with like taking the word of God and really making you cut it up, digest it and think about it in a small group, you can do some of the same things in a different way, but you also get a chance to interact with it, to have a discussion around the word with other people. And I think that's, that's a really great thing. And I think hope really focuses on doing adult to adult sort of ministry, knowing that the leaders are just there to facilitate a discussion amongst adults and, and really for all of them to grow from interacting with each other. So that discussion part and opening God's word yeah. and really applying it is a big part of that. And I think that really does carry on in your week in a different way than a sermon might, because now you've interacted mm-hmm. with it and yes. you've kind of made it yours. Yeah. yeah. And you hear perspectives that you, on a Sunday, I hear a person's perspective and maybe a few little, but there's something about it's every time there's someone who says something I, I'd never would have thought yeah. of. Or that question you wouldn't have asked no. about that, like, oh, wow. Or that way of thinking yeah. about that, that you'd, huh, not how I read that I in, never, in a good way. And sometimes, huh, not how I read that. Now that's a quirky <laughs> kind of way too. That also happens. Right. But yeah, it is so cool <laughs> to look around my living room and just see Bibles open and commentaries and people are yep. just studying the word and, and seeing people just kind of wowed again by the character of God as we're delving more into yep. his word. Like that is so just soul nourishing yeah. for me and something for, and for all of us, I hope. And, and just right. encouraging. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, just going to work and there's people there who don't have the same view of mm-hmm. the world as you do. Um, to have, if nothing else for me to think, there are some people, I'm not crazy. Like there's some people who believe this (laughs) and like are trying to follow Jesus because it's, it feels there's a consistent kind of opposition or at least like a, a, a switch a little bit, a change in that view when you're around other, other people. So you think, okay, well maybe, maybe my thing is crazy. And so it's, I think just that for me is helpful to know. I got other people that I sit down with and we're trying to do this and yes i'm not just alone yes there are definitely people that will challenge my faith in the way that i live and what that looks like practically so that is huge to come together with yeah people yeah. believe the same thing <laughs> yeah i mean it's part of the body yeah i had um you had said this earlier i was curious um about you said you had left a small group and that you're in a different small group or transitioned to this other one how did you do you feel like you had to like get rid of those friends? This is one thing that, um, like that I can feel, mm-hmm. uh, like loving, trying to get the most friends, you know, in the world. And so I will think, oh, if I have to have a different people I meet with, then I like have, I no longer have those friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious your experience in that. Do you feel like you now, you no longer talk to those friends? You only talk to your new small group? Yeah, I thankfully, true, but... thankfully not. No, I, I love those guys so much. Um, 
couple of them are some of my, I'd say, my dearest friends here at Hope. And it's been nice to see them, you know, in activities outside of just our small groups as well. We had small groups Olympics um, last fall, which is great. And just other avenues that we can still take, stay in touch and see their faces. And another thing for me, um, having just a couple months ago, a friend encouraged me just to, you know, when I see people that I know, sometimes it can be intimidating to go up to them and you kind of, you know, say, hi, you remember me if we don't know each other very well, but mm-hmm. even doing that and kind of pushing myself to, to say hello to people that can really help just to stay in touch and in contact with them. I love that. Cause that's hard for, I'm like an Uber extrovert and that's hard. And I work here mm-hmm. and that's often hard for me. Like, well, they yeah. well, they know me and you sort of get in your own head. So wh- how do you yeah. like internally, you said you're an introvert. Yep. Uh, you're new to town. You've moved into Minnesota within a year and a half. You're new to hope. And yet you're like, being a yeah. huge maintainer of hope's kind of cultural norm that nobody stands alone. Like mm-hmm. our heart's desire on a Sunday morning is nobody stands alone. Um, that you see somebody sitting in a pew alone, it's okay to go talk to them. Right. But that getting over the cultural mm-hmm. bumps it takes yeah. to get there. So how do you like internally motivate yourself to do that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely kind of risky, but I ask myself, Seriously, Brooke, what's the worst that could happen? It could end up in a really awkward interaction and that's it. You know, and what's the best (laughs) case scenario? And probably most likely is that person's going to be encouraged. And I will too. You know, there's always something that you can connect Mm. with another person on, whether that's how long have you been coming to Hope? What are you going to school for? You know what? And, you know, who knows if that could turn into coffee later on and just getting to know that person and form a friendship and help to get them plugged into Hope. Because I know there were people that still do do the same thing for me as um, helping me to get plugged in and taking advantage, I think, of the opportunities that Hope offers because they're out there and you guys talk about them a lot. But I think it's just a matter of kind of taking that step and researching and finding, okay, I'm going to go to this group and I don't really know what's going on or (laughs) if anyone I know is going to be there. But yeah, it's it's worth investing in. At least yeah. going for it. Oh, that's really encouraging. That's awesome. Here. I know. I don't do it perfectly at but, all. I'm saying I, all this and preaching it to myself. Well, there's a there's a large percentage of people when I ask their story how they got connected to Hope, it involves a person walking up to them that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's like the on the list of when people visit churches, whether or not that's the most helpful thing. But did someone say hi to me? Is a huge. Really, in any context, right? If someone says right. hi to you, you instantly that's like way higher on your list of this place is friendly right and how simple to say that you're literally like we're often literally sitting like you're forced to sit next to someone in an old wooden bench (laughs) it's crowded yeah yeah and you're like i mean like so it's you know geographically you're already kind of there with people (laughs) but that so they take that step is hard yeah But, but like you say the the benefit of that's really helpful yeah and the worst isn't awkward really i mean you'll get some <laughs> that's of those. great those are great stories though later yeah those yeah that's stories. true that is very yeah, and you true. can get some of those classic awkward moments that would be fun to take back to small group and yeah say, yes trippy and a trippy conversation this morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> and inwardly i kind of revel in the awkwardness i mean i'm not gonna yeah. lie there's yeah. something about me that so gets a kick out of oh, it oh i know yeah i love it when i meet somebody with a job i've never heard anymore or oh, heard of before i met a woman a nurse who specialized in wound care oh yeah like, that's yeah. a thing mm-hmm. and then oh, i went yeah. on to some she went on to tell some gory stories about wound care and I was just like <gasps> so I found her like three weeks later and asked more follow-up <laughs> questions because I wanted like I'm not done thinking about the idea of wound yes. care and she's like that's weird and I go yeah sorry <laughs> that's it was what fun. Yeah. I had a guy in a small group years ago 
who always had like interesting things about the world and I thought he like must read a ton and he all it always because he just met people he just said nice. he's like no I just always find people and at church is like the one place where people from all different backgrounds and careers and things are together uh-huh. uh, and he said so if I just talk to people at work I only know about engineering this thing so he said no it's just, that's just the person I met this week he'd always come with like did you guys know this thing happens there's nurses that do wound care and I went no that's a thing and then he would tell us oh, that's so cool I'm thinking like this guy just reads encyclopedias right. and I realized oh he just talks to people he just talks he's to friendly. people oh duh <laughs> like wow. oh that's actually kind of cool it's interesting <laughs> i love amazing. i love hearing careers i cannot get over the things that are happening in the world mm-hmm. it like gives me hope that there are people making like artificial organs and you meet somebody like what are you doing it's incredible yeah. curing things yeah. and it's really fun it's amazing yeah you're absolutely. right though there is a benefit uh not that i wanted it to just be like i'm gonna get to know you hoping you give me some cool story mm. but there's a benefit i mean often you leave blessed too right encouraged oh, absolutely it's and it's the, yeah. putting yourself in the other person's shoes like if i was alone in the pew yeah how would i want somebody else to behave i think that's what internally motivates right. me is um a little if i was sitting there and i was trying to fill my time by awkwardly looking at my info card or my phone screen when I legitimately would like somebody to greet me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to tell if you greet somebody and they're like, hey, and they dive right back into their phone. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want yeah. to talk to you, so then, okay. But yeah. Okay, or you meet, I just met someone who's been at Hope like longer than me and is in like very involved with a lot of people at Hope. <laughs> I was like, oh, how long have you been at Hope? <laughs> 12 years. And <laughs> we're really good friends with all of these people around the room. And like, oh, I don't know if I've ever met you before. That's strange. And like, well, I don't, you probably don't need another friend. (laughs) It's like, it's kind of encouraging though, also to meet someone who's very connected. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any other questions, Natty? Not about this topic, but I do have a question for you. So when I first met Brooke, we got into a brouhaha about whether or not she has dimples or not. So I'd like you to weigh in on this. Okay, I like this. Uh, So you have to look at, can you already see what I'm talking about? Those are Oh, for sure. That's a dimple, right? (laughs) You don't think you have dimples? No, I don't. They're totally dimples. Do you not want dimples? I I mean, no, it's not that I don't want them. I just don't. I've seen people who have legit dimples. Those are are legit dimples. That's a dimple. Okay, maybe when I smile a smile like well of course you only have dimples when you, you smile, smile right? yeah. you don't just walk around with dimples <laughs> all right people can't see this but when brooke smiles there's dimples there are clear dimples oh, gosh. Yeah, okay um, well so right now brooke is slightly embarrassed she's turning a little red <laughs> i did have one last thing turning red made me think of this thanks you're Mary. wearing an orange t-shirt with a yes, big sir. hope logo on it which normally people wouldn't wear that around town um i'm curious uh <laughs> just to give a little fashion. shout out to that you're on a hospitality team yes i am yep. tell me a little bit like how did you get connected to that and why did you choose hospitality oh, yeah i could not have the biggest plug for hospitality team it is fantastic and i actually um i met a girl at a, a women's vision night with hope and it was at her table we just started, again we just started chatting right <laughs> and kind of asked her a couple questions and um she said they were looking for people for their hospitality team i was like oh it's hospitality and she's like hey you want you know want to join our team so it's very much a great opportunity to kind of get plugged in to get to know some other faces especially the people on your group and then like i mean totally it's like an extrovert's dream right you sit you're at the top of the stairs you're handing out bulletins you see people you know and it's a great opportunity just to be that smiling face of hope and say welcome we are glad to have you here oh there it is (laughs) oh that was huge that was huge you're gonna stand in the mirror and smile at yourself oh 
yeah. People are going to find you now. Uh, they're going to go on Facebook. You're going to change your profile picture to something super stoic. Really solemn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> like yeah. blue steel. So give us like in 30 seconds, What is, how does it work to be in a hospitality team? Every yeah. week you show up early and give out bulletins or what does yep. that look like? So you sign up for a team um, one week out of the month usually and you meet at 8.15 downstairs and you kind of get together with your team. You take a role. Um, you all pray together and then you can hand out bulletins. You can greet people. You can do parking. Basically, you're just there to kind of help people to know where they're going. If they have questions, if people look lost, you know, Hope's a big church and it has lots of little nooks and crannies that you can get into. So um, it's just a great way to direct people. And like I said earlier, just be that uh, face of hope until people are, were glad to have them. It definitely helped me, especially when I was newer to Hope, to kind of feel like I belonged and had a, a place and um, kind of a job to do. So that was great on Sundays. Yeah, I would have, I mean, in a second, recommended you to be yep. on a hospitality team. You're like already were on hospitality team before you were on hospitality team. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, right? Yeah. We're calling all people to be part of that. Like, oh, thankfully you're wearing your cool shirt today. Oh, there I would have said you should join a hospitality team. Oh, well, glory to God. You know, I wanted to say that too. Anything good that you guys see in me is truly um, through the work of God alone and his grace in my life. Thanks a lot for sharing. We got to do this Minnesota thing. Bonus question. Uh So biggest cultural differences between Springfield, Missouri and uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. They don't make sweet tea right. They just don't. You guys, can you make real sweet? sweet. You know how to make real sweet? Oh, yeah. It's like the syrupy kind of sweet tea. Do you consider yourself (laughs) Southern? I do, actually. I I do kind of love the Southern culture. People said when I moved here, they said I had a bit of a Southern twang in my voice, which I was like, that made me so happy. I was so proud about it. But people don't shoot possums up here, they don't have armadillas. They don't call it Missouri. Armadillas. They say holy buckets. Where did that even come from? I don't know. <laughs> we say holy buckets they, here. And they say duck, duck, goose, gray duck, not duck, yes. duck, goose. Yeah. Oh, even my little kids in pre-K. You be careful about even saying that publicly on a podcast. Man. I could turn into a Twitter battle. Fierce. <laughs> uh, is Minnesota nice real? It is. Okay. I would definitely say. I, Except for the driving part, Minnesota drivers are very... Um, if you stop oh. for a second at a stoplight and you don't you don't go, they will honk at you. So I got honked at a lot because I tend to be a slow driver. Wow. Yeah. But otherwise, people are very nice. It's like the people who don't want to put the Jesus fish on their car, uh, like me, uh, <laughs> for many reasons, but one of which is I don't know if I want my faith to be identified by my driving. Oh. So, <laughs> that is the one honking at you. I Well, it's a polite honk. You know, it's the beep instead of the beep. I, see, I didn't know that existed. Oh, I just thought all honk. beeps are like, oh, hey. Very... No. No. Oh, I do a, a machine gun every time I leave someone's house. <laughs> Just so they know. It's like a friendly, like, fun. Oh, look at that guy. He's fun. Huh. He's got a fun one. You we should get, like, one gun. that plays music. I literally karate chop my oh. thing. It's kind of fun. Nice. It's my we signature should have show move. notes with, a, like, a, like, a gif of you doing it's my, that. It's my signature move. <laughs> and Brooke's dimple. That's how I want hugging. to be known. <laughs> yeah, this, wow. we need a lot of pictures from this. Yeah, we episode. need show notes. Yeah. Show notes. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you a lot for doing this. It's inc- it's really encouraging not to just hear this, but to have you at Hope. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. Keep talking to people and sharing awkward stories. And That's great. We love it. We're glad you're here. Um, do you have any last thoughts, Natty? Oh, thanks for all you do and for hosting a small group. And mm-hmm. I heard that they're all in my living room. So 
That's great. Hospitality runs deep with this one. That also makes forces you to go to small groups. It really does. Oh, it does. They're going to come to your house. Yes. Do we have enough time to cancel and move it to someone else's house? We all host small groups at our house. so It really does help. You're going to have great consistency. And it makes us clean our house. Yeah, that bathroom. You can't let that floor go forever. We always say when we weren't hosting our house, our house went a lot longer. Not as clean. My wife will love that I just said that. <laughs> that's like real. You've got that's two very, kids. Very real. <laughs> yeah. I should say we clean up the parts of the house people go in for small Absolutely. Like just shove it in the closet. Don't that's, open that closet. You might die no in an avalanche. Oh. Um, if you want to get connected or learn more about small groups, you can go on our website, hopecc.com. Mm-hmm. There's a whole page for it. You can fill out a Google form and people will contact you and you can figure out how to get connected. We want to connect you, so find that. You can also email small groups with an s yep plural at hopecc.com um and they we'd love to connect you we want to see people also hospitality i think it's hospitality at hopecc.com um or find brooke she's the one with dimples there it is dimples in an orange shirt (laughs) always wearing an orange shirt (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or show up at work probably right third shift third shift at lakeview hospital just get pregnant or injured (laughs) and time it out so nine and a half months later yeah i labor and delivery moms and babies all right so lockdown unit if you're having a child there so you have to have to you have to be in yeah delivery oh i so so hope that happens though someone that would be i told brooke and is there i'll hope women delivered my second child a hope nurse really happened to be on shift. I love she delivered it. my I love second. When that kid. stuff happens, yeah, that's fun. That's awesome. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the Hope Community Church podcast. You can listen to our other. Uh, we have uh, our locations have our sermons up. I love it if you want to hear a little bit more about what we believe and uh, get in the word a little bit. Um, and again, head to our website if you want to learn more about Hope or get connected. HopeCC.com. Thanks. For-